Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast each week. It is Wednesday, February 12th, 2020, which means that we are getting very, very close to the end of the winter sports season. The uh, conference wrestling meets have been held last weekend. That's kind of the unofficial beginning of the end. You have conference regional uh, tournaments coming up this weekend. The girls' bat, excuse me, girls' basketball playoff brackets will be released next Sunday, this coming Sunday. Hockey play, uh, playoff brackets were released uh, a couple days ago, and those playoffs begin next week. So we're getting down to the uh, the nitty gritty, down to the meat of the season. Wrapping up some uh, some regular season stuff over the next two weeks, two to three weeks, and then it's going to be full on playoffs, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun time. Obviously, I don't know that we expected the kind of news that we got last week, the kind of big, uh, you know, seismic news this late in the year of boys basketball. But uh, how about it? The return of Jalen Johnson to Nicolay. It's, it's like the WIAA just cannot get away from controversy around their playoff tournament and their playoff series, whether it's the public-private debate, um, you know, really coming to a head a few years ago with uh, Dominican winning five straight titles. You had the situation with uh, Dante Long, uh, excuse me, Deontay uh, Long at Milwaukee, Washington. Couple years ago, playing at the state tournament with an ankle bracelet uh, after being convicted of a felony, uh, and then playing the following year. Last year, you had the uh, the the controversy around Nicolay and the super team and everything like that, uh, along with uh, some other things going on. Um, you know, it's just always something with the state tournaments and uh, the WIA and boys basketball, especially. So. I guess we should have expected it uh, because it was a, a a very surprising thing. I think, even though you know Jalen Johnson had been back in Wisconsin for over a month, he'd been at Nicolay taking classes for a little while. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that people expected that he was going to be able to get cleared to play. And as it turned out, it wasn't the transfer situation or uh, or eligibility that way that was uh, holding him up and and holding him out. It was a situation with USA Basketball where Johnson paid restitution back to USA Basketball for whatever it was that uh, he had uh, taken that was uh, deemed uh, unallowable, and they granted him his eligibility. And so he played last Friday night against Slinger. He played last night, and it really does uh, create a buzz again around the high school basketball tournament, good, bad, and different. it generated a lot of uh, conversation. The the article that we posted about his return, written by Mark Miller, the, the one that we posted on Facebook, generated thousands, tens of thousands of engagements, uh, views and comments and uh, you know likes and, and shares. Um, one of our, our largest trafficked articles in quite some time. I, I think uh, at last count, it was uh, well over uh, 50,000 engagements, which again, could be a share, a comment, a like, a view, uh, what have you. Uh, so it was, uh, it was big news. It was a, a very talked about thing, as you could imagine, having uh, a player of that caliber 
come back into the state uh, this late in the year, get clearance, you know, it, it, uh, it, it caught some eyes. Um, we saw it last year when uh, Trey White moved into uh, Milwaukee, Washington after playing in Kansas late in the year and was granted eligibility. Uh, he left very quickly after the season. Um, but it, it, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch how it unfolds over the next couple months. And of course, uh, you know, we're going to bring in our expert to get his opinion on it in just a moment. Mark Miller, the boys basketball writer at WSN, will uh, get us up to speed on, on kind of how that process played out, what it's going to mean for not only Nicolay, but the rest of Division II and, um, you know, the teams in their sectional, the, the teams at the top of D2 uh, all year on Alaska, Lacrosse Central, um, because there's, uh, there's certainly a ripple effect. Um, for this move, it, it, it could be a, a, a change that, you know, creates a new champion, a different champion than otherwise would have been in division two. It, in, in some ways I, I liken it to the, uh, the news that we had in the fall when Catholic Memorial dropped down from division three to division four for the playoffs and what that did and what that meant. And in the kind of, um, you know, conversation that that brought out, uh, the amount of conversation uh, so we will uh, we'll get a lot more in the next couple months, and potentially we could see a a return of some things that uh, you know from from schools that aren't happy with this, as we saw before when uh, when Jalen Johnson transferred to Nicolay, and there was an attempt to uh, pass a a rule that would would have prevented such situations uh, going forward, but ultimately that rule got defeated at the annual meeting. The, uh, the pre-existing relationship or the super team rule, if you will. Maybe we'll see uh, something brought up to prevent a player going somewhere else, even though they don't play, and then returning to their school you know, late in the year and, and getting eligibility. Um, that, that could be something that happens down the road. But for the most part, we're going to focus on, uh, on, on this situation, what it means. Again, Jalen Johnson's return to Nicolay what it means for the uh, for the Knights, what it means for everyone else. And as mentioned, there is a lot to unpack in what we found out, what we learned last week. And to help us break it all down is Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer, WBCA Hall of Famer. And uh, let's, let's get right into it, Mark, because I, we've talked about this possibility at different times this year, and, and it has been brought up and mentioned and Quite honestly, I didn't think it was going to happen. But here we are. Uh, Jalen Johnson, the uh, state player of the year, uh, I believe by the AP and Gatorade last year, returns to Wisconsin, a triumphant return, eligible and playing for Nicolay. What, uh, you know, what was kind of the timeline of, um, you know, when this started to maybe be a possibility or when you started to hear about it? Uh, leading up to that uh, uh, announcement last Friday that he was eligible and going to be playing that night? Well, I first started hearing about it back in November when he left IMG Academy um, and uh, was was not happy there and came home. Um, and, you know, I thought at that time, well, I wonder if, if Jalen will, will try to get eligible and play for Nicolet, you know, since he's not going to be attending IMG Academy anymore. And uh, once uh, the WIA had... Uh, gotten wind of it and, and checked into his eligibility status with IMG since he had not played a game for them at all during this, this season. 
his eligibility reverted back to his previous school, which obviously was Nicolet. But there was a hang-up uh, with Jalen because uh, last summer, when he was competing in some events for USA Basketball, they had paid for some of his expenses to take part uh, in, in some of their events. Um, and that's against WIA rules. So uh, it took a while to get that all sorted out and for the family to make restitution for that. Uh, once that took place, um, Jalen was uh, obviously back enrolled at Nicolet and taking classes and so forth to graduate uh, this spring. I think the WIA then ruled uh, that, that he was eligible. Uh, you know, it took, uh, took a good month or so, a little over a month actually, for this to uh, to transpire, so you know, as as the season wore on, I think uh, it was looking more and more doubtful that he would play for Nicolet. You know, we're sitting here in the mid mid February, and he just got eligible last last Friday. So, um, you know, there's not a lot of time left in the season. Obviously, I think uh, we have this week and two more weeks of the regular season before the playoffs begin. So, uh, you know, when it came down last Friday that he was eligible and that he would be playing against Slinger, it was almost kind of, uh, you know, at the last point where something like that could happen because, um, you know, adding a player uh, that late in the season is not is not usual. But uh, since Jalen is very familiar with Nicolet and had played for them last year, led them to this Division II state title and was familiar with the with the coaching of Alan Hansen and with the offense and defensive concepts that they use and playing alongside his brother Kobe and James Graham and some of the other guys that he was with last year, that the transition was probably made a little smoother. So uh, he's played in two games now, played last night, and, uh, you know, obviously will be a huge, huge factor for them as we head into the stretch run of the regular season and, and then into the WIAA playoffs. Was it a was it given that when we found out he was coming back or when he came back to Nicolet, that number one, he was going to try to get eligibility, and number two, that you know it would work out from a team perspective that um, you know he would be uh, welcomed back, if you will, uh, you know late in the season or after having left. Uh, were, were those both you know automatics, or was there some um, possibility that one of those might not happen? Well, I think the first part uh, was was the big question. You know, was he going to get cleared? And um, from an eligibility perspective, there there really was no question that he would get cleared. What was in question was the situation uh, with USA Basketball. So, um, but you know, a lot of people didn't know that. You know, in December and January, they didn't know. They just figured he was back at Nicolet, but was not going to get cleared, and that's why he wasn't playing. I think that's what most people assumed. Um, so when the news came down Friday that he was cleared, I think it caught a lot of people off guard and, and uh, you know, uh, caught, ruffled some feathers, quite honestly, uh, particularly among coaches in the North Shore Conference and, and coaches within the, the Nicolay sectional. All of a sudden, you're adding a top 10 kid in the country, a Duke recruit to a lineup that, uh, you know, wasn't there before and had, he had left the school um, you know, in the summer to go to IMG Academy and now all of a sudden he's back. So it was a, I think it was a tough pill to swallow for, for a lot of those people. Uh, you know, you can argue all day whether it was the right or wrong decision uh, by the WIA, but I think, uh, you know, that they, they're, they're going by the rules that are currently in place as set forth by the membership. So if there's something, if there's a loophole in there or something that people are upset about, um, you know, they need to, they need to amend the rules to, to, um, to, you know, fill in that loophole. Um, 
You know, as far as the teammates at Nicolego, Travis, I, I, I think that, you know, because his brother's on the team and because he knows James Graham and some of the other fellows on the team so well, um, and the fact that Jalen played for Coach Hanson last year, I don't think that that was ever really a big issue. I mean, obviously, uh, to have a player of that magnitude join your team, despite the fact it's late in the season, uh, you know, it's it's pretty tough to turn that down. Um, you know, it probably will mean a little less playing time for a couple of the guys on the team, but, you know, it's uh, basketball's team sport, and, and you, you sacrifice, and, you know, for the betterment of the team, and you can put yourself in the position to uh, achieve success. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's touchy, there's no question, um, but... You know, the bottom line is he's back playing and, uh, you know, he's 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 an impact player on so many different levels that it's going to make a huge difference for Nicolay as we head into the final weeks here. To your knowledge, was that the plan when he left IMG to come back to Wisconsin and, and try to play at Nicolay? Or was there other considerations or other possibilities that that he looked into to finish out his senior year somewhere? Yeah, I'm not real sure. I, I, I'm not positive on, on that question. Um, I think when he first left IMG, I think he, 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 you know, I think he just wanted to be home. I don't think, uh, you know, at that point in time, anything was determined or, or thought about in terms of eligibility or where he would play or things like that. But, you know, as he got home and got back into his routine of being with his family and, and attending school at Nicolet, you know, I'm sure that that popped up. And, and then, you know, he contacted the WIA in terms of, you know, where his status is at this point. And that's when the communications began with the administrators at Nicolay and, and the WIA, I would assume. And, um, but, you know, when he left IMG, I'm, I'm not real sure that, that you know, playing for Nicolay uh, was, was a, a driving force behind his decision to leave. I think there were other factors involved, um, you know, including being homesick and, and just being away from his family, I think, uh, you know, that's tough on a kid. And, and um, you know, he knew that going in, obviously. I mean, everyone knows when you go to Florida for a prep school, you're not going to be living with your family and you're going to be going up against really good players every day in practice. And you're going to play a prep school schedule, which means you're going to play a lot of games. Um, and for whatever reason, it just uh, didn't work out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there, but I don't know if any of them are substantiated. So um, so he's back here in Wisconsin, and he's uh, going to be playing high school basketball. So let's talk about the impact on high school basketball, and, and specifically Division II. Um, you know, Nicolay's in a fight for the North Shore Conference, and, you know, there's no givens that they're going to win that one. You, you think they become the favorite now. But as we look at the bigger picture in Division II, uh, pretty much all year the top two teams have been on Alaska and Lacrosse Central. So what does this do to the Division II field? Is Nicolay the new favorite? Uh, I, I posed this question on Twitter last week after the news came out, and about two-thirds of the, uh, the respondents said that, yes, Nicolay is the new favorite. So what's your take on that Division II field? Well, it's hard to say that they're the favorite right today. You know, I mean, if they if they start playing exceptionally well and Jalen assimilates uh, with his teammates, and and you know the the engine gets humming at a high level, then you know you can change your mind. But you know, on Alaska and, and Lacrosse Central, I've been playing together since mid-November, um, and, and their kids have uh, you know worked with each other and, and competed against each other in practice. Uh, you know, for for that much longer than Nicolay has. So, to make them the immediate favorite favorite uh, because of the addition of one player, albeit a, a, a very good player, high school All-American, um, might be a little premature. I, I think you know we'll have to see 
I mean, they beat Slinger their first game by 12 points, I think, on the road. Uh, we'll see how they, you know, continue to progress as we get, uh, you know, toward the playoffs here. But uh, having seen uh, on Alaska and Lacrosse Central and Stoughton uh, and Hortonville, um, Elkhorn, Plymouth, some of these te- other teams in Division Two, having seen those teams play this year, uh, they're certainly very capable teams as well. Um, you know, who's the favorite in Division Two? I you know, when they hoist the gold ball in, in mid-March, I mean, I would be surprised if it wasn't one of our top three teams in our Division Two with sports poll on Alaska Central or Nicolet. Um, but I don't know that it necessarily makes Nicolet the favorite immediately. I think, uh, you know, we got to see how things develop and how uh, there are other players, uh, uh, you know, accept uh, Jalen and, and work him into the offense and all those types of things. Last year at the state championships, we did not see Nicolay and Lacrosse Central meet up. They were uh, Nicolay was the one seed, Central was the three. Central lost in overtime to Milwaukee, Washington, and then Nicolay uh, handled Washington in the championship game. So we have not seen Nicolay and Jalen Johnson and Kobe and James Graham matched up with uh, the Davises and Tom, uh, Terrence Thompson from Lacrosse Central between Lacrosse Central and on Alaska. Do you think there's one of those teams that provides a, a, a tougher matchup for Nicolay should they meet at the state tournament or in a state championship game? Boy, that's a great question. I, I, th- I think you could make a case for either one of those two teams. I mean, Onalaska is just going to wear you down with soundness and playing really good half-court defense and really moving the ball on offense and sharing it. And they got a couple 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six kids that are athletic that can really guard. Um, and then, of course, they have a six eleven post player that can that can protect the the rim a little bit. Um, and then, of course, Central has uh, you know uh, arguably the best player. Well, he's the best player in the state this year for sure, Johnny Davis, uh, because his, the season he's put together from start to finish has been remarkable. And he's a guy that can go get you a basket at a clutch time. Um, and then, of course, they also have Terrence Thompson to match up in the post, and and Jordan Davis out on the wing, and uh, you know Charlie Maskowitz is a really nice player at 6'6", that can do a lot of different things for them as well. Um, I think uh, in terms of controlling tempo and making them play at their pace, I think Onalaska would be a tougher matchup in terms of star power and having a guy uh, that can make big-time plays to to get you a basket at a clutch time. I would say then I would put Central as, as a tougher opponent. But, uh, you know, either one of them, they're only going to have to play one if they, if they all get to Madison, you know, so uh, whichever team they end up playing, uh, you know, whether it's on Alaska or Central, given that they get to state, I mean, nothing's guaranteed, of course. Um, I, I think they'll have their hands full with either one of those. Not that they can't win. They certainly can. But, uh, you know, I think each presents a little different uh, scenario in terms of the style of play that Nicolay would have to use in order to get a win. In the uh, the words of the WWE, what was it, Vince McMahon, maybe, business has picked up in Division Two, no doubt, and, and in high school basketball in general. Uh, the return of Jalen Johnson certainly adds a significant buzz and uh, a lot of conversation to the high school basketball scene as we head down the stretch. One that we'll be following all year, obviously, not just the regular season, but into the playoffs where you would expect Nicolay, a strong contender, to get back to state once again. Mark, we do want to switch our uh, our focus a little bit here to some of the other divisions, and we've talked about them uh, over the course of the last year, uh, you know, last few months, and we talked last week a little too. But I want to dive a little deeper into Division Four and Division Five 
and we'll start in Division Four, where Cuba City is uh, is number one. They have been number one pretty much all year, I think, from uh, beginning to end, or well, beginning to this point anyway. Stratford has stolen a, a first place vote the last couple weeks. Um, you talked last week about uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science being a, a very very good team with a couple Division One school uh, Division One players. Darlington's only got one loss. Two Cuba City, Iola Scandinavia is undefeated. Loris Academy went to state last year and has all kinds of shooters. So as you look over Division Four, uh, what what do you see? What are, uh, are some of the trends and what are some of the things to watch for as we uh, get towards playoff time in D four? Well, uh, you know, you you touched on a lot of those subjects there. There's a lot of good teams, and there's a lot of teams capable of winning the state championship. I mean, you can start with Cuba City. They're obviously undefeated and have a, a Division One player in Braden Daly and several uh, very good Division Two slash three players in uh, Brady Olson and Jackson Noel. And I think their junior Jack Miskey is going to be another one of those guys that. Uh, is going to go on and play at college. So, you know, they have a good mixture of size and quickness and uh, different scoring options. Uh, you know, they can play really strong defense. Um, you know, their guard play is really good, which is obviously hugely important um, when we get into the postseason. So I think they do remain the team to beat, but uh, certainly Milwaukee Academy of Science, now they play a, a really, really difficult schedule. Uh, against a lot of really good Milwaukee area teams. So they do have three losses, but they also have probably the best big guy in division four uh, in Darius Hanna, who's going to Bradley and he's, he's six foot nine and um, exceptionally long. So he's a guy that can really block shots and grab rebounds and alter shots around the basket and make things difficult for opponents. And then they have uh, a UW Milwaukee recruit on the perimeter. Um, so, uh, in Kaleem Taylor, so they they, uh, they they have two really outstanding players, but they have other good players around them as well. Um, so that that's a team uh, that's that's obviously you know more than capable of winning the state championship. You know, saw Stratford uh, last, uh, two weeks ago, I guess now at the Wisconsin Minnesota border battle, and they were very impressive. Uh, uh, they have a really good overall size. I mean, even their guards are six one, six two, and they move very well. They defend well, and then of course they have two two physical, strong, and uh, in skilled big guys in Ben Barton and Vaughn Bright. So. Um, uh, you know, they're they're a team that went unbeaten last year until the playoffs, and then they lost in the, uh, you know, I can't remember if it was in the sectionals. I think it was sectional semifinal round. So, you know, they want to take that next step and, and get to get to Madison. And, and uh, you know, there's certainly a team that's going to be right in the mix of it all. And then you mentioned some of those other teams, uh, you know, Darlington, certainly their only loss, like you mentioned, to Cuba City. Carter Lancaster is just a, a really good all-around player who can do a lot of different things and impact the game, uh, you know, not only with his scoring, but certainly with his length and defense and passing. Um, Iola Scandinavia has excellent guard play. Um, now, their schedule may be not as tough as some of these other teams on a day-in, day-out basis, but having seen them last summer and knowing their personnel, they have players. Justin Syvertson, their point guard, has got really good size at 6'2", and you know, he handles the ball really well, can shoot it, can get to the basket. And he's surrounded by some some really good players. Connor Kirkey, Parker Prawl are both guys that are that are outstanding players. And Lourdes Academy, you know, I mean, they're, I think there's 16 or 17 and one now, despite the fact that they lost a, a couple key players off last year's team. Um, 
and Preston Reedinger's having a fantastic season, averaging close to 30 a game. Um, and then I, I always, uh, you can never count out Ron Colley. Um, I know they got a couple losses, but like Milwaukee Academy of Science, they really challenge themselves with their non-conference schedule. So um, a lot of teams there that uh, are capable. And, you know, unlike maybe some of the other divisions, you could probably point to four or five in Division Four that have a legitimate shot to, to win the state title. All right, so let's move on to Division 5, where Sheboygan Lutheran is the defending champion. They've been top-ranked all year. Um, some good teams behind them, though. Bangor's undefeated. Monticello's got one loss. Blair Taylor, Randolph, been top five much of the year. Uh, you know, McDonald Central, you can't count out. Some other Cloverbelt schools like Thorpe in the mix. Is, is Sheboygan Lutheran a, a heavy favorite, do you think, in Division 5, or is it pretty wide open as you look over that D5 field? Um, I would say that they're definitely the favorite. Um, they've really accepted the challenge of their schedule this year and, and performed very well. They split with Oosberg. You know, they beat a really solid Edgerton team down at our uh, WBY shootout on a last-second uh, three-point shot. I think they've gotten contributions from from guys in a not named Jake, Jacob Agnosevic, and, of course, he's having an unbelievable year. But Casey Verhagen and, and Jonah Juris uh, have, have been really good for them. So I would say that they're definitely the favorite. Um, you know, I, I think Banger's really good, though. I, I know their personnel pretty well, saw them a lot this summer, and um, they have some size in the backcourt. And then, of course, they have Grant Mankey in the post, who was on their state title team a couple years ago. And as you know, Travis is a really good football player, a really strong kid that uh, uh, just make, just scores at a very high level and, and uh, you know, can finish through contact. And he's the kind of guy that... that you know, could probably go up against uh, Agnasovic and, and do okay because he uses his body and his width so well. Um, so I think those two teams are, are the ones that stand out immediately. Like, wow, if that was the Division Five title game, that would be one heck of a game. Monticello uh, has had a great season. I mean, they're, they've been down the last few years. Um, they were okay last year, but the years before that, they really struggled. And uh, they're having just a fantastic season. And having seen Blair, Blair Taylor uh, in the summer, um, I like their personnel as well. Um, so, you know, there, there are good teams uh, that can challenge Banger and Sheboygan Lutheran in Division Five, But I think if either one of those teams got beat prior to playing for the state title, it would be it would be an upset and it would create uh, a more wide open field. I think those two teams are clearly the best at this point in division five. All right, Mark, as we head into the last couple of weeks of the season, we'll obviously be chatting again, especially once the brackets come out in a couple of weeks, but anything else that we should really be keeping an eye on here as we head down the home stretch of the 2019, 2020 regular season. Well, at this time of the year, Travis, as you know, it's all about conference championships. And, you know, you, you're, you're playing, you know, three months into the season here. You know, we got another couple weeks before the playoffs begin. And, and you know, anything can happen in the tournament, as we know. I mean, uh, Virginia got upset by Maryland-Baltimore County a couple years ago in the first round. So, you know, the tournament is great. It's in what really energizes people. And it's, it's unbelievable to follow and watch, of course. But, you know, these last couple, these last two and a half weeks here of, of trying to secure those conference championships and the big games that will be coming down the road in terms of teams playing each other for a conference title and in, in throughout the state, um, I think that's going to be really fun to watch as well. And anytime you win a league title, 
which is a, a culmination of a, a, a lot of work uh, and a lot of games. Um, I think it's a, a huge achievement. Um, so uh, it's going to be fun to see, you know, who emerges as, as our uh, 50-some conference champions in the state this year. All right, Mark. Good stuff, as always. Uh, we'll be talking again. I don't know that we'll have a, uh, a bigger breaking story than Jalen Johnson returning to Nicolet, probably. But uh, if we do, yeah, would, we'll... Uh, I don't know if... Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't know if we'll get a bigger one than that. <laughs> yeah, if we do, we'll hop on it. But otherwise, like you said, a lot of, uh, lot of stuff to take care of in the next couple weeks for these teams. And uh, it will be, I believe... Uh, not this coming Sunday. That's when the girls' bracket should be out. But it'll be the following Sunday um, that we would anticipate the boys' basketball playoff brackets would be released by the WIAA. Uh, so that would be probably February 23rd, if you want to mark it on your calendars, is when we would expect most, if not all, of the brackets to be available from the WIAA. Once that's uh, uh, available, uh, we'll break it down with Mark. And, and uh, you can certainly check all of his stuff on Wisports.net as we preview the playoffs and, and get into the playoffs very soon. Mark, always appreciate it. Always a good time chatting and uh, we'll do it again soon. Okay. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. So now that everything is clear as mud in the uh, situation of Jalen Johnson coming back to Nicolet and the uh, division four field and the division five favorites, we can get back to enjoying the games and, and having some fun watching the action on the court because it will be a fun next couple weeks as we find out who the conference champions are, what some of the big games are going into that last week of the season, where teams are going to be seated, what the path to Madison will be once the playoff brackets come out in a couple weeks. Until that time, I am Travis Wilson. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.